Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we've got Homer, the star of the show, private wealth advisor over at Convergent Wealth Partners. He'll be joining me in just a moment. We're going to be diving in to another wealth management-related conversation. Uh, and for those of you that are joining us here live on the show today on the Facebook live stream, welcome. It's great to have you with us live. One of the benefits of doing this show live is that we can carve out some time to answer some questions that you might have pertaining to the topic at hand. So as Homer and I are moving through the topic today, if there's any questions that arise from you guys, feel free to pepper them in. We'd be happy to carve out some time and address some of those concerns. Um, but look, for you know, uh, before we bring Homer on, I want to kind of phrase up or frame up rather what it is that we're diving into today. It's a really pertinent topic that so many people are coming to Homer with, uh, you know, with questions about, and that is really succession planning. So think about it. If you have built and you've grown a family business over time, well, there's a pretty good chance that you'd like to pass that business off to, you know, maybe uh, your, you know, your child or, or a grandchild, perhaps, and or maybe even, uh, you know, that's down the road, or maybe you want to are looking to make that move sooner rather than later. But at the end of the day, there's this very important question that you need to be asking yourself, and that is, are you? and your business's potential future owner prepared for that transition and truly set up for success when that transition comes? That's the big question on the table here today. And the fact is, is that Homer and his team, they're seeing far too many entrepreneurs who want to transfer that ownership of their company, maybe to a child or a grandchild. They fail to plan you know, adequately for this big moment. And as a result, you know, family fighting can occur, which can in turn damage not only the business, but also the relationships that are, uh, you know, deeply embedded within that company. And then of course, you know, the founder would have spent decades trying to build this business up to it. And, and to see the, you know, the business take a hit, boys, it's just an unfortunate circumstance all the way around. So ultimately, guys, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the importance, really, of the communication within a family business transition planning process. And we're going to talk about some of the issues that need to be addressed to increase that likelihood of a successful transition overall. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Homer out and get right into today's discussion. Homer, it is good to see you this morning. How are you doing? I'm well, Ryan. Good to see you. Looking forward to this discussion today. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. And Homer, I know this is a conversation you're having a lot with with different clients over at, at Convergent Wealth. And Homer, let's kick things off. Let's start on that high level like we typically do here on the show. Uh, could you talk to us just about the overall importance, really, of business transition planning in general and then how it might specifically apply these days to family businesses? Yeah, I'll start, I think, at a high level talking about business transition in general. And some of these statistics we've talked about before that I think will still apply and do apply to a family business as well. But there are some challenging numbers out there. And, and what we found is that on any given year, uh, for those businesses that are ready for a transition, and particularly those businesses that are ready to sell to an outside party um, and raise their hand and say, we're ready to go to market, only about 20 to 25% of those businesses are able to complete a transaction. Then of that, uh, and when surveyed, only about 12% of them say they were highly satisfied with the outcome of the sale. So if you put those two together, only about 2 to 3% of business owners who say they're ready and want to go to market end up highly satisfied with the result from that transaction. And when you dive into it, there's really two key reasons that we believe are the drivers for that lack of satisfaction. Um, first is a lack of pre-sale planning on the corporate side. So the business just wasn't as attractive that had operational issues or financial issues. And the other side is a lack of pre-sale planning on the 
family side or the individual side around tax planning, estate planning, or some of the relationships that come around with the sale of that business. And I think both of them apply within a transition of a family business as well. But what we're going to focus most on today is, is that more of that personal planning side. What are the key issues within the family that make a, a business transition for a family business unsuccessful? And what are the things that you should be thinking about to improve the likelihood of, of a successful succession or transition? Okay. And, and to piggyback off that for a second, Homer, I mean, I would imagine many people out there assume that succession planning is all about minimizing taxes or addressing other financial concerns within and around the business itself. But while those issues I'm sure are extremely important within the sale itself, when it comes to this, the family planning element that's going on here, I would imagine there are specific issues to address on this front. Talk to me about those. I don't want to say that the tax planning and estate planning aren't important because they are really critical in, in maximizing the value of a transition. Again, whether it's an internal transition within the family or whether it's an external sale, but with a family business, the most important consideration when it comes to business succession planning often becomes around the, the relationships and the family harmony and the conflicts that might arise if that planning isn't done. And as you mentioned, and as, as we've seen many times, this lack of planning results in, in usually a couple of things. First, it can result in the business itself basically unwinding because of the conflict that arises. And if you think about that, if that were to happen, all of the, the, the family relationships that ultimately get impacted by that. So really thinking about business succession planning from the family side really is around two things. It's really to make sure that the transfer of the family enterprise, that next generation is cohesive and effective. And then two, it's to reduce the likelihood of those conflicts that could impact the financials of the business and then obviously impact the relationships within the family as well. Sure, sure. So Homer, obviously this is a very, very important consideration for any family that is going through that process of planning to transfer ownership to a future generation. But even for the families that do understand the risk that's involved and maybe they do have a good governance or a plan in place to make sure that transition goes smoothly, where do you see these plans maybe going off the rails and going wrong a little bit, despite you know those thinking that they've got a plan in place? First, I'd say keep in mind that there's a really significant difference between you know, putting a well-designed uh, succession plan in place and then actually making sure it's adhered to and followed you know, down the generations. And, and so even if all of the mechanical pieces of a succession are put in place, you have the right trust, the right partnerships, all of the right pieces from a technical standpoint put in place, it doesn't mean that you know, family isn't going to fight over those assets. And from surveys that we've done with these family businesses, what we found is that in two thirds of the cases in a family business uh, transition, some level of conflicts arise within two years of that transfer. And then of those conflicts that arise, um, over 50% of them, around 50% of them are classified as severe conflicts. And so, you know, all of this you know, can go wrong where, where I see these plans go the most wrong is that too much emphasis is just placed on the mechanics of the transition and not enough is really placed on really identifying where are those family disharmony issues going to come up? Where are the issues of, an, of the, the next generation really being prepared for this transition being addressed? Because that's where the conflict is really going to arise. Roger, that, so bottom lining it really, it sounds like clear. there's a very clear and apparent, you know, danger 
really within this process that families need to be understanding. And that is that family fighting is an issue that can and in most cases will occur two thirds of the time you mentioned. So, I mean, that's got to be a key focal area. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. And, and the reality is a lot of families, when you first talk to them, you say, well, how, you know, how are the relationships between mm-hmm. everybody within the family and say, look, we're, we're good. Everybody's gets along and, and we're in good shape. Um, but the reality is even if you don't think that this could happen, the, the stats say something else. And to your point, two thirds of the time, you know, some level of conflict and then half of those turn into severe conflicts, you know, and these conflicts are really problematic as we've already addressed. I mean, it's, it's, often disastrous to these family enterprises because now we're, we're talking about potentially multiple generations and many multiple generations that not only are working within the business but rely on the income and the success of that business um, as well and so um, keep in mind too that disgruntled family members no matter how good your governance structure is in place can always file lawsuits and so even if they're frivolous even if they're not likely to succeed the time the energy the resources that are dedicated to having to deal with that issue um, is just a, 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 by itself be disastrous within the family. And so, you know, conflicts aren't always going to be avoidable, but the idea of doing a business succession plan and business transition plan is to try to identify where are those conflicts most likely to occur to at least give you the best chance of mitigating some of that. And oftentimes we'll identify, look, we might, actually might need to bring in outside experts that specifically specialize in dealing with mediating family conflict. And so, you know, even if we can identify that can happen, um, there's ways to help support that. So, so really at the end of the day, while we can't guarantee conflicts won't arise, um, what we can do is at least give the family the best chance to identify where that might come from and put plans in place to try to mitigate that as much as possible. Makes sense to me. So, so given that, you know, that likelihood really of conflict and that potential damage that comes with the conflict entering the picture during this process, Homer, how would you say then a family business should take that first step forward in going through that, you know, developing that family transition plan of the business and making sure it all makes sense in the long run? I think there's um, an approach that a, a family business should take around succession planning is first understanding and identifying you know, what's the preferred future of the business itself and and asking the family a number of questions. And the first one is, you know, does this make sense to continue as a family business? You know, has the business gotten to a level of complexity or even value in the current economic environment that considering an outside sale actually makes sense? But if it's going to be kept in the family, um, is the next generation at this point capable of continuing the success of the business? And if not, you know, what kind of plans are being put in place to get them there? And then also another area that conflict arises that needs to be addressed and asked around is, you know, what's the difference in terms of equity or, or how it, it works in the family when there's family members that are working in the business or the family enterprise and those that are not working in the family business. So addressing those key areas are going to identify, you know, if the goal ultimately is to keep this business in the family. And if the goal is to mitigate and minimize conflict, then some level of a family business succession transition plan is going to be critical. Roger that. So succession and transition planning, it's paramount for family businesses as a whole. I would imagine then, Homer, in a lot of cases, you're probably experiencing businesses where, you know, it's probably been passed down from maybe a few generations. And let's say it's a a business that we're talking is generations old, a few hundred years old, maybe. Uh, and there's probably a very strong interest, right, to keep that same business within the family and keep passing that down. Uh, is Would you say that this is a common theme among what you're experiencing with your clients? 
And in the research we've done and just the conversations we've had with our own families that we work with, there is a strong desire that these businesses stay within the family. And and even beyond that, not just for the next generation, but a, a large percentage of them, over 40 percent, um, even prefer to go to the level of creating more of a family enterprise or family dynasty structure. And, and the way we kind of think about and, and define that is a family that wants to have a cohesive economic um, and value structure in place for at least the next five generations. And I think what's even more interesting about the research we've done on that is that the desire for that kind of family cohesion and, and really moving from a family business to a family enterprise and this idea of a dynasty, um, it's actually more interest is on the younger generations than on the older generations. And so, you know, what that tells me is the, the need for family succession planning and family uh, business planning for how to make that transition successful, not only in transitioning the family assets, but transitioning those values and those core beliefs across multiple generations um, is really critical. Sure thing, Hubbard. So it seems to me that your thought succession planning at the end of the day needs to address, yes, those technical concerns. We talked about the tax mitigation, the business structure, all the real, you know, the, the heart of that conversation, but also focusing on that human element to, you know, facilitate a successful transfer within the family itself hardest step in so many of these wealth management processes that we talk about on this show, Homer, is that first step. It's starting this process. How would you say uh, a family should typically approach this planning process? Uh, you know, and, and how do you guys typically help your clients with, you know, getting started? I think where I'll start on that is, is talking about what often happens if families don't go down the road of doing that kind of planning. And, and we've talked about this in previous episodes and we've talked about family constitutions and the importance of family meetings and things of that nature and the studies show and, and work done especially by the williams group is that 70 percent of wealth transfers fail to make it past the second generation and 90 percent of wealth transfers fail to make it past the third generation so those are some pretty severe stats for that if good planning isn't done what could happen to the family wealth over time and and what we also have seen in the research is that those family enterprises that have more what we call a family office structure in place tend to have less severe conflict than those that are just strictly looking at it from a family business perspective. And I think there's a number of reasons that could go into that. But I think one important consideration for that is that if you have a single family office or even a multifamily office or virtual family office structure in place, which is really where we focus on, um, the level of planning that's it, it comes from a more holistic approach is going to be able to identify a number of those conflicts. So rather than just looking at it from a tax planning, estate planning, asset protection planning, we really do dive into that human element that you mentioned and focus on a deep level of discovery, of not only the founders of the business or the current you know, generation that's running the company, but learning really about each of the generations within the family and, and what are their goals and hopes and dreams and interests and how does that play into the bigger picture family planning and and help them identify, you know, should we be having regular family meetings and and putting more structure in place to address the family harmony side and error preparedness side of the equation and not just the more structural governance um, side of the equation. So you're really the first step that, that families uh, take that we work with, and it's another area that we've spoken about before, is this idea of a review of their overall financial picture or what we term a stress test. And I think the importance of that is that in the surveys that we've done of, of wealthy family business owners um, is that 90% um, of the time when a, a single family office or a family business has had a stress test completed, that severe issues, gaps, opportunities are identified. 
So even if you do have that family office structure in place, if it's not regularly reviewed, you know, tax laws change, issues within the family change, if you're not regularly reviewing it and stress testing the overall structure, um, uh, issues are going to uh, ultimately bubble up. So having that stress testing uh, process in place um, is going to be the first step. So, you know, doing that doesn't guarantee, again, that we're going to avoid family conflicts, but the combination of of putting a plan in place at the very least, so having some of that family office structure, putting that business succession planning in place, and then stress testing on a regular basis is going to give you the best chance to reduce the likelihood of those severe conflicts coming up. Oh, Homer, no, there's a lot of great value out there for our audience in this conversation today. Yeah, we've spoken about stress testing a lot on this show. So for anybody out there, if you're looking for a more comprehensive overview of a stress test and get into the nuts and bolts of that, travel back in time, check out our show on on the different platforms out there and, and you'll be able to you know uncover those episodes. But Homer, for those out there that are absorbing this information, maybe they've got a family business themselves, maybe they've uh, you know, they're thinking about that day when succession planning and that transition process is going to take effect in their life. And, uh, you know, they're hearing you and they're absorbing this idea of a stress test and why it's so valuable. I mean, that was a pretty staggering statistic that you mentioned. Ninety percent of those, <clears throat> excuse me, single family business owners uh, or single family offices going through this process. Ninety percent of the stress tests were uncovering issues or opportunities within their existing plan. That's a staggering number. So for anybody out there that may be interested in going through a stress test process, with you and your team, or even just opening up a dialogue in general to talk about succession planning, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you guys? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll start that by, by mentioning the idea that I and, and I it happens in all the conversations we have with uh, successful families and business owners that we work with is that this process can be a little overwhelming. You know, the, the level of detail and the amount of areas in their life that have issues going on, um, it can be. Uh, overwhelming to start the process because of the amount of perceived work it might take to get into that. And so what I'll say is, you know, really, um, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and the way that we approach it in, in our first uh, meetings and discovery process with clients is really just, you know, starting with what are the, the, what are the most critical issues you're dealing with right now? Let's just start with what's right in front of you that's causing the most stress or concern or, you know, maybe it's not stress or concern, but it's just, you know, it's an issue that's starting to bubble up. How can we help you solve that one issue? And then slowly over time, you know, work through all of the bigger picture planning that's going to need to need to be there for the family. So so I want to um, start with that, that it doesn't have to be, you know, some massive project right at the beginning. But but with that, for those of you that are interested in, in, in this idea in general of a, of a family office structure, business and family succession planning, uh, and just starting the conversation, the best way to reach out is, you know, go to our website uh, or, you know, email me directly um, and we'll be happy to set up a strategy call just to learn a bit more about what you have going on and and see if there's something there that we might be able to, to bring value on for you. Fantastic. Well, Homer, look, I know you're a busy guy. you got a lot of clients to serve. We'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you carving some time out here today to dive into this topic that I know is front and center for you and your clients, the succession planning, uh, you know, really a mountain of, of, a, of a challenge that it, you know, can be the case for so many people out there. Um, but appreciate you sharing your wisdom and uh, looking forward to being back on the next one with you. All right. Thanks, Ryan. 
Alrighty. Hey, look, and look, as always, we're going to take a final moment and say thank you to our audience. We appreciate you guys jumping on board and being with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, you benefited from it in any way, shape or form, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you check this out on today. And then of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that would benefit from these types of conversations. You know, at the end of the day, we're just taking the same strategies, the solutions, the conversations that Homer is having with his clients at Convergent Wealth, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So by subscribing to the show on the platform that you saw us on today, that way you'll never miss out on a future beneficial conversation to you and yours. So for Homer, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being part of the show here on Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither Integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, Integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. 